Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious what I'm posting. curious if he like hears like the the static and maybe it's like catching him he's like he could he could seems a lot more active now you want to say something buddy <laughs> no he was uh he was chewing on like his treats you know i gave him like a beat here so now that he's done with that yeah he's like okay what now yeah he's ready to go was he bleeding i don't know I don't see any blood. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. That movie, Cars Three, was about. I think I, I held back like Dude. four four tears, four possible tear moments. <coughs> Basically, on that, the. From the little montage with like Doc looking at him, uh-huh. it's like every moment from that point on, I'm like, like choking everything back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was holding about. I was like, I was like, Dude, this is. Really, really hitting heartstrings every single time. Like, oh, 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 ow. That's what you love about it. I love movies like that. <clears throat> well, it's uh, it's growth. It's a character development. Which is crazy because the character development on the first movie was huge. From like him being cocky and ego to like having a little bit more humility and being more humble. Right. And now you see this transition where he's like, I'm done being this kind of like racer transition. And I'm going to be a, a leader and kind of like transition as like a father figure for for this other race, the next young, yeah, the next young buck, yeah, and I think that's, I think we all kind of, I think eventually we all have to go through that if we make it, you know, long enough in life where we have to transition between like selfish selfness to to maybe more of like, hey, let's lead the next generation, yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. I, uh, it's funny because like you have cars one. And you're like, man, this is like really sentimental because you like you see the coming of age. Yeah. <laughs> and then you watch Cars three, and it's like the same thing, but like with two different characters, mm. and like, like you said, McQueen is taking that more. <laughs> Just for clarification, we're talking about Cars. Yeah. <laughs> Disney's <laughs> Cars. <laughs> um, but yeah, you watch the third movie, and like, obviously, you see Cruz like have that coming, coming of age story, and then like Lightning McQueen fulfills that like mentorship role. Mm-hmm. And then there's cars too, and you're like, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's like a side like he's gonna do some crazy things. <laughs> it's all about uh, basically Mater's adventures as a, a, a spy. spy. Yeah, yeah, spy. He wasn't even an accidental spy. <laughs> <laughs> I also like how they gave a different perspective of Doc Hudson, which is Lightning McQueen's like trainer mm-hmm. or crew chief, where in the first movie. He was very like you could say a holy or rude is how they portrayed him. This perspective of like hard, like a hard man being mean. But then you see the other side where Lightning McQueen's doing it to Cruz in the third one, and then you're realizing he wasn't mean ever. Like if you think about it, if Hudson was the same way as McQueen, he was never doing it out of me like being like rude. He was doing it out of like joy that he wanted to have this dude like succeed. Yeah. And until you re- until you get like that open mind like open like shift of like perspective and you're like dang he was actually a mad cool dude right he was helping out Lightning McQueen out of like s- service servitude or you know just passing it down I don't know <laughs> <In> the water <laughs> oh my god uh, 
homeboy's thirsty. He's, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely drinking that water. Yeah. But he, he never learned how to drink water properly. I don't think. Like you know how most dogs are like subtle; they just like lap it up. Are they? Because m- none of mine are. Oh really? They're the same way. Okay. They all just. They all slurp, dude. Just bites at the water. Oh, uh, my, uh, we have a great Dane. So we have the four dogs, right? We have a great Dane, Golden Doodle, and then we have, like, two mutts that I really don't know what they are, but they're cute. The, the, the Golden Doodle, not too, or the, I guess she's really white, but it doesn't matter. The Golden Doodle, um, she's not too bad. She's pretty, like, elegant in how she slurps for the most part, if you wanted to say. She's a lady. She's a lady, yeah. But, uh, the great Dane, he... He's chomping on that water like yeah. it's life or death. Like, that water is food. He's like, this is a solid, not a liquid. Lettuce. Crunchy water. It's crunchy water. The worst thing about, like, a do- when dogs eat or eat water, when dogs drink water like that, the worst thing is, like, if you do something that gets his attention, mm. which is basically move, yeah. uh, he, like, looks up and he doesn't swallow. So, like, all the water that was in his mouth just, like, comes out. Oh, it just drools off. All over the... And, it, like, the worst part is if you're behind him mm. or something. And he'll, like, flip his head around and water will just, like, fling. Oh, that must be a pain. Yeah. I'm like, you would suck. How often do you have to do... How often does he do that? He does it less now. That's good. Um, when he was, like, puppy puppy. Mm-hmm. That was so bad. That's why there's that little mat underneath because he just... I thought you got it because maybe he, like, slides the bowl. It's got little rubber things on there. Oh, that's what's so up. It keeps it from sliding. But yeah, no, that our dog we have it over like a carpet, so it doesn't move. But he'll he'll just like chow town with the water, and then the bowl starts moving, and then the bowl flips over. Oh yeah. And that's happened like once in a blue moon, and then we have to like dry out the carpet, oh. and then do it again. That's a pain. That gets annoying sometimes. Sometimes I just let it be. We're like, ah, oh, it's okay. We're not gonna do anything about it. It's just water. Speaking of dogs, dude. Uh I talk about this guy for 45 minutes. They're just four-legged children. Yeah. They are always children. Yeah. Ah, kind of like humans. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like humans. <laughs> That's true. We all have our moments. For sure. Sometimes our moments are never stop, basically. It's just a long moment where we're acting like children. Some might call it life. Yeah, no, I mean, we all, there's different... What's, how do they, how's their basic, the cliche word is like season? Because uh, it's yeah. season, seasons. Seasons. And then you grow off of that because you're able to reflect back and look upon like what you've learned in your life. Yeah. I think it just depends on what you're focusing on. The certain, maybe like desire or end goal that you're seeking, which is so funny because I think every time you put yourself in that kind of mindset, when you get there, you have like a crashing moment because you got there and then you're like, okay, what's next? Right. And then you're trying to like rebuttal and think, and your mind's going crazy until you find something else. Unless you got Jesus, unless you're like, unless that's your goal is like following Christ, and then it's like, it'll never end. It shouldn't. I don't think it should. What do you think? Absolutely not. Hmm. Like, uh, there's no doubt. My like seasons. That's such a Christian word. Uh, <laughs> what? There's a video on YouTube where they make fun of Christian lingo. Um, and uh, I think one of the words, they're like talking about like all the different little Christian conferences that go on yeah. with like the use. I say use, it's like kids in college. Yeah. Um, but like 
Then for instance, there's like passion, and then there's uh, there's so many. Uh, passion's the only one I can think of right now off the top of my head. But they're like they're all named just like interesting things. Uh, and like, oh, you get tickets to passion? Yeah. Oh, echo that. Like echoes like another Christian word. Is it? Yeah, it's weird, dude. It's, I didn't know that. It's like when you're doing prayer requests and someone's like, oh, I just, uh, just a maybe like a generic one. Like, I just want to be more bold in my faith. And someone's like, Echo. Like, Echo. <laughs> I'm new to this. So Echo that. I think, you know, I've been, I've been following the way for maybe about almost a year and a half now. And so, like, I get called, like, baby Christian. Baby Christian. Cra- baby Christian. And I'm just like, I'll take it. I mean, I'm not upset about it. It's like, it's true. I mean, there's some people who've been doing it for years. But I think it's also, like, even, even beforehand, if you can get your mind wrapped around following Christ, everything you've done prior is... A testimony that follows through mm-hmm. and so like you could say my testimony is like 27 years of testimony yeah and, and then that's powerful yeah. on its own your testimony never stops it, it never yeah, yeah and it just grows yeah. i mean you got what are you 20 28 now right uh i'm 26 26 sorry that was me <laughs> but you got like 26 years of testimony right that comes through um i think it's just realizing like being being able to like look out for men is what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do i think i don't know Taking those moments to reflect. I haven't done that in a long time. Reflect? Yeah, just reflect. Like, just sit I, down and... Actually, I shouldn't say a long time. It was, like, literally last year. Uh, that's that's pretty... Lo- a year's long. Yeah. Because... But, like, before that, I was, like... I reflected, like, on my entire college career. Okay. I was, like, what's going on? Because I was, like, in this season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I just finished grad school. And I'm, like, applying to all these jobs. I'm, like, I have a freaking master's degree why does no one want to hire me i was mm. freaking out mm-hmm. and um basically just spent this time um back home in illinois mm-hmm. living with my dad and uh i would take my dog on a walk every day actually twice a day we'd go in the morning for about an hour and then the mm-hmm. afternoon for about an hour and uh on those walks i would just like think and like pray because like i applied for jobs i had a couple interviews that didn't work out and i was mm-hmm. like what the frick's going on, God? Like, why am I here? Yeah. What are you doing? Like, why isn't this happening? And uh, I was listening to this song. Uh, it's a song by Chris Rinzema. Chris Rinzema. Chris Rinzema. Okay. Some you might pronounce it. Some people might pronounce it differently. Yeah. Some people say Rinzema. Rinzema. I like to say Rinzema. Rinzema. I don't know. All I know is he puts the riz in Rinzema. Ooh. You know <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, the song's called "Let the Ground Rest." Okay. Um, and well, listening to the lyrics, I I can we can't listen to it probably for copyright reasons. I don't know, uh, but I can say it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I can say it. I can plug Chris Rins in my hair. Uh, I think you, I think you can you can sing it if you like. I don't think uh, that's an issue with that. I'm not gonna sing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna sing. Uh, this this have auto tune maybe do <laughs> da da da. Um, but listening to those lyrics, I was just like, ah, I see it, I understand what mm. you're doing, and it was a moment like in hearing that, I'm like, okay, I know what I'm supposed to do, like I know what this season is for, and I just like sat back and reflected. I'm like, okay, so why am I in this season? You mm. know, and uh, I'd realized so I was, I went to Oklahoma State for five years. Three of those years were undergrad. And two of those years were grad school. Um, 
So let's see, my first year there, the summer after, I went to work at a camp, um, a Christian sports camp, Camp Ozark. And then after my second year, the next summer, I did the same thing, mm-hmm. just as a, like a higher staff. And then after the third year, so I finished my undergrad at this point, uh, 2020. That's when COVID happened. Yeah. So I was just a hectic summer. Um, <coughs> and then after my first year of grad school, my summer was spent in Stillwater, and I took a summer course. And then when I finished grad school, I was, like, obviously looking for a job. So, like, for five straight years, I was, like, focused on my education Mm -hmm. and, like, doing all the little extracurriculars that come with college. So, like, hanging out with friends, intramural sports, um, ministry. Like, busy, but, like, productive busy, like, for self and others. Yeah. And the summers were spent, like, kind of the same Mm -hmm. way just like pouring myself out and doing that for five straight years so like that summer i was just like dang you want me to rest because like because you've been been, you've been grinding i've been been hustling yeah for for five years um and it was great like as soon as i realized that like the anxiety and like all the worry was just like melted off melted off and literally not even a week after that i probably got a call saying uh, it's weird this whole job situation how it worked out because like I didn't get I didn't have an interview I did no formal interview at all yeah this job was like my supervisor now she called me she's like here's a job description are do you want to do it I was like yeah that sounds pretty cool she's like okay we'll get you an offer dang <laughs> that's what's up dude that's my one question that's what <laughs> <laughs> well I, I, it's funny you said it because I kind of have like a similar uh, experience to that when I got my position here because uh, you know I had like a 180 life change and then I you know I, I stayed with my grandparents uh, for about a, about a good six to seven months kind of you could say hibernating with them and reading the word it was like the because it was my initial like transition mm-hmm. and my grandpa was like hey you know like I want you to read the Bible and, and, and really try to pick this up. So I became, I was dedicated. Like every day I like read through the gospel. I was writing notes. I was reflecting every day. I was working out every day. I was like, I was in the keen of like the habit of waking up at five, doing the same thing, routine, routine, routine every single day, That which I never had. Um, and then, then I came here. And it was, he was like, I, I think you should go to Destin and be with your fam. And I was like, okay, he's, I think it'll be really good. So I came down. It was a whole life change. Like uh, when I say life change, like mindset change. Because coming back with my parents, which I haven't lived with them in like seven years, it was like coming back to like live with them a little bit right now. And I can see this like dynamic change in a household where it's like, okay, I'm not really like this kid that has to listen to them, but they're not being like the parents, like how I how I remember when I was growing up. And and I was like, okay, I just need to find a church. I was like, let me go find a church. This is the first time I've ever done this. I was like, let me go find a church, right? I'm doing it on my own. I'm going online, Googling. Oceans comes up. I was like, all right, hit. Boom. It went, it went great. It was like, it started off great, you know, being nervous and excited because I've never done this before. And uh, and then I'm thinking like, okay, I need to go find a job. And it's like, nope, job's already lined up. Like, I'm working with my family. And I was like, okay, this works great. But it wasn't where I needed to be. I was like, I need more. And I think that's when my when I started reading scripture and going through the, through the, uh, the Tuesdays, the Bible studies, there was a period where I, I, the message was clear and it was like, like how he said, Hey, just chill, chill back now. 
like you did all this like training with me right. you know at the grandparents point now it's time to kind of sit back and wait and i remember doing my resume i like redid my resume my whole experience with the military and career and i sent it through indeed like an open like an open open submission where like they can call me but i wasn't like actively looking that hard mm -hmm. and two months and that was like two months before i came so there was about three months after i remember just getting a random email from a company and they were like hey we saw your resume we want you to, you know it's here in eglin and i was like okay and then they, and then I did an interview, and the guy was super cool. And he was like, "You think you could do it?" I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "All right, we're gonna send you an offer." It was the exact same thing. I used, "Okay, we're gonna send you an offer." And I was like, "Okay, cool. We'll see what happens." And uh, so that's how my thing happened. But it was kind of like that same like out of sight, out of mind mm -hmm. of what I wanted. It was like, okay, you know, it's cool. Let me just be in the moment today and just focus on the church and focus on what could I can do today and all that. And it just it just happened. So yeah, that's a hundred percent like. If you're just focused on like just being an obedient servant, mm. like the Lord's gonna put those opportunities yeah. in front of you. Like, yeah, you can pray for him, you can ask for him, and like he's gonna answer those, mm -hmm. um, whether it's the way you want it answered or not, you know. But like, I feel like the times when the Lord has answered my prayers are the times where I'm like forgotten about it, in a way. It's, it's like it, it's like you're when you say it out loud. I feel like it, it come like you're saying it out loud, and your mind is like trying to take it in and trying to remember that, and and even doing that, like God doing that, it's like God's like you're saying it, and mm -hmm. come on, like come on, <laughs> sound, sound it out, come on, sound yeah, it's like you know what you need to do. I'm just you know sometimes you have to say it out loud to understand. Yeah, um, it's like he knows what you wanted then, but he's like actually you need this mm. later, mm -hmm. you know crazy stuff uh yeah that's wild i have a qu i have a question for you Go so ahead. like you said what was that 180 turn like oh yeah that 180 turn yeah. dude i'll talk what about you, it what were you facing before so i was in a very long-term relationship uh, going in and my i i don't want to put blame but it's more of like how i was raised where being raised by a mother is not a bad thing, but if it's only your mother, I think my mom was raised very fearful of the world, and that made her a very hard worker at the same time because she wanted to provide everything herself. So she's a very strong, independent woman, if you wanted to say. I know. <laughs> but I, when I say it, I mean like she is very, very strong. Like she doesn't care what anybody thinks as long as it's for her kids right so she will grind to take three jobs the whole shebang like I, there was times where i didn't see her at, at times and um when when you're a child being raised that way there's no father figure i didn't have like a father figure so i didn't know what i was doing and getting advice from my mom looking back and talking to my grandparents they're like you it's not a i wouldn't say it's a bad thing but there's a difference when you're asking for wisdom and advice from a mother and when you're getting wisdom and asked from a father. And it wasn't until my grandfather that I, I understood that and following Christ that the things that I were doing were very much attention-seeking, to say the least. Like yeah. I, was, I was seeking so much from the out that I wasn't looking within. And this long-term relationship that I had, I was very keen on to the other person more than myself. 
So this isn't bad. Like you want your partner to succeed, but there comes to a point where they're succeeding and you're not doing anything for yourself. And I, I didn't realize that I was just pouring everything out and not like holding into some things that I should have done for myself. And uh, some things were being reciprocated properly that I allowed. Again, it's all it's accountability of self. Um, and when that ended, it was like I lost. It felt like I lost everything because I didn't have anything. I, you know, to be honest, I was very broke. I didn't have a career path that I was going through. I didn't know what life savings was properly. My mindset was in this like wild party stage, and um, it was that whole like my grandfather literally like came to the house and was like, "Just come and live with us." And he he was so calm and cool and collective about it. He was like, "You got a place here. Don't stress. Come by." And he gave me some time to like relax and calm down. He was like, "Hey, I really want to talk to you about Christ." And I was like, okay, you know, like they've been talking about it that, you know, they, they've been planting the seed over time, like over like seven years, right. they're planting the seed. When I say my grandfather, my step-grandfather, because it comes from my stepdad, but I never really was growing close to them until those last couple of months when everything was kind of transitioning. And I was like, okay, and he's, he's talking wisdom, he's talking Christ, he's talking, he's talking, by, he's like right, straight off the verses. And I'm, I'm having, my ears are open. I was like, I, cause I need change. I, I knew it. He's like, like because I was like, the things that I was doing on my own weren't working. And he was like, you're not supposed to do it on your own. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean I'm not supposed to do it on my own? He's like, you're not supposed to do everything on your own, man. Like, Christ is there with you, and he's going to, you know, God, there's God, and he's going he's gonna to show you the way. And I was like, okay. And he really did once I actually started opening the book. And the big thing I learned from him was, you know, don't take anything at face value. Do your research. Do everything on your own. Like when he says do everything on your own, he's like do the work on your own. Do the, don't take everything at face value. If someone tells you something like, are you going to really believe it up front or are you going to take the time to research that information that somebody gives you? And it doesn't mean take the, someone's hospitality and niceness, uh, or niceness or like uh, endearment out of it, but he's like think smartly of why they're doing that. Why is everyone doing the way the things that they are and why the things that they do? And um, I'm really big into philosophy. So I, that helped me as well transition with scripture because it kind of works hand in hand, what I've noticed with philosophy and um, the, the wisdom off there and the wisdom that you get from the Bible. And that I'm not discrediting anything from scripture, but for me, it allowed a way to communicate with the Bible a little bit more. It helped me understand... Um, words better the way the readings are and it gave me a different mindset than i had before where everything is a choice with self that you have to make um and for me i had to understand the choices that i was making and what that meant was what are your intentions and i never knew what that was an intention like i never knew how to properly sit back in my my intentions and be like am i doing this because I want to grow and succeed, am I doing this because I'm afraid? And I realized everything that I was doing in the past was out of fear, straight, like straight fear. Like I, I was scared to face the fears in my life, face the true like self, because I was, I was afraid. I was embarrassed. I, was, I, was, I had so much shame and so much guilt. Um, and it wasn't until I started reading scripture that I shouldn't be ashamed of any of that, all that guilt. Like I was already forgiven. I was already redeemed. And reading that helped, and I was like, 
okay, this gives me a different perspective. This gives me a different view on confidence too because I always felt co confidence was like a cocky thing and it's it's not if you know how, what it really is, like what true confidence is and the the being humility, like having that humility, having that humble humbleness, uh, if you wanted to say, and, and lead that and that leading with that is confidence. Like leading with that is a, is a true form of confidence. Um, so... What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I just asked what that 180 turn was. What was that 180 turn? Yeah. That was the 180 turn. That that whole my, shift of my mind from shame, guilt, um, and then that transition to, hey, you know, I'm already redeemed. Don't let that hold you back to what your true purpose and calling is with Christ. And uh, I don't know that purpose. I don't think you're – I personally, and this is – you can correct me. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But when it comes to purpose, to me, I feel like you're not supposed to just know it. I, I believe you're supposed to seek it, but let God show you the way. Like, let, like God will show you the way. And that's supposed to help you just be more like laid back and relaxed and be like, I don't have to force anything that comes to me. It will come to me with a purpose and a meaning. I may not know it at the moment, but I, if I reflect, I will see it. And I think that's a lot of the things that comes to play. That's why I love journaling because I'll, I'll journal like what the heck I did. And then I'll see a trend that comes back. I'm like, wow, I didn't realize I helped that person like that that way. And, and then I'll come back and talk to them. I mean, be like, hey, you know, you know, da, 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 da. Uh, I don't want to get specific. But like my, my sister would be a good example for that. And then she's like, yeah, you did. And I was like, oh, oh, snap. I was like, oh, my word. Like, I didn't even have to, I'm not even doing it. Like, I'm not forcing it. It just, the, and then the intentions are pure because all you want to do is, like, see everybody happy, mm -hmm. genuinely happy, but without losing yourself at the same time. Um, and I don't know if, I, if that's making it a little uh, confusing. It makes tons of sense. Because, okay. like, whenever you want to see people, like, succeed, people that you love succeed mm -hmm. and, like, experience that joy from them mm. like you get joy from their joy right absolutely <clears throat> but like sometimes it's it's got to be healthy because it can teeter on this yeah uh people pleasing yeah and you don't want to be dependent yeah. and, and the thing is you have to understand when to stop and and i think that happens when you feel tired because there's there's points where you are going to feel tired and you feel almost like taking advantage of but they're not taking advantage of you because at the end of the day, you're the one allowing it. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand your limits as a human being, your limits in your soul, where it's like, okay, hey, I need to step back and, and recharge with God and Christ and, and kind of step back and sit, you know, read the word more and, and pray more. And then, and then I can come back the next day anew, be stronger. It's like a death resurrection, death resurrection kind of mindset. And, um, and, I, and I believe that, that some people, should, I personally believe I think it's a healthy mindset. How, depending on how you want to do it, like I, I like to try to make that death revival mindset like every day. Like every day is a new day. Awakening, be grateful for what you have. Put that through. Some people may do three days. Some people may do five days, seven days, or whatever it may be. But um, that helps me like feel not, it helps me like I'm not pleasing so much because I, that was another big thing. I was a huge, huge people pleaser before the way need. No, dude, I was a people, oh, I don't care, whatever you want. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Oh, do what you want to do, dude. And then like I didn't realize like, that made me go wild on the inside, and, and then 180, I'm like, I'm not controlling my life. 
That's true. That's other people controlling your life. Yeah, and mm. I, I'm allowing it. And then yeah. I realized it was because of fear, like shame, guilt, all this. And that really had a big, big like grasp on me, yeah. huge grasp. So that's one. Yeah, because I was, <clears throat> I've been in that boat before. I was exactly the same way. Mm. And like now that you, once you like grow out of it, you can like see other people kind of like taking it on. And you want to help them. And you do. But like, from my observations of like people who are, people pleasers is that they're so focused on helping other people with their problems mm. because they're afraid to face their own problems. their own problems. They yeah. don't want to deal with their own problems. So they put all their focus elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And like there comes a point, like picture this, it's like a, a cup of tea, but the cup has a crack in it. Yeah. So you fill up that cup and slowly the tea leaks out mm-hmm. and the tea leaking out is like you helping other people yeah. and eventually there's nothing left to give yeah so there come there may come like a really like heavy crisis moment where someone like needs all of you but you have nothing to give you have nothing to give that's so crazy it's, it's nuts. that moment like where you feel like a ultimate failure because like that's one of my biggest fears right there is not being able to help somebody i love mm-hmm. uh Keep on. You know Isaac? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? Uh, he <laughs> is so funny. So I was, you were talking about uh, like your mom, um, and like how she's just a strong woman, like yeah. kind of emasculated that oh, that she role. Did. She did. Of like like both she parents. she did do the both parent side, which is very confusing. Like as you get older. Oh yeah. Because then you're like I I like I should. Cause then, cause then, you know, my mother's teaching me how to be nurturing and I'm very, nur- like, I, I know how to be a very nurturing man, if you wanted to say, where I can, I can be there for you if you need to, like, if you need to cry or whatever, I have no judgment. I think it's very powerful to cry. I think it's a very powerful thing because you get a lot of all that, like, out, mm-hmm. but then you have to do something with it. You can't just sit in it and just dwell in it so long that you become this rock, the hardened heart, if you wanted to say. Right, right. Um, but then, like, my mom would have those masculine traits, if you wanted to say, where she's, like, like putting the law down and then like it jumps like my mind can't it's like what does this mean so it's very it wasn't healthy let's just say it's not it's not healthy to have that kind of relationship with a mother like that growing up that's i want to so my mom my parents divorced when i was 12 Mm. um and like my mom was fully aware that like i don't know why she had such like a kind of a negative, just in this certain amount of, in this certain season, mm-hmm. uh, she had a very like negative perspective of like my father. Same. Um, and just like how he wouldn't be able to teach me the things a man needs to know. Same. And so she's like, and she knew she wasn't gonna be able to teach me either. Mm. So she went like looking for, not necessarily looking for, but like, uh, it was yep. my best friend's mm-hmm. dad that she's like, you need to be around him because, um, like, he's going to teach you what you need to know. But, like, it's so crazy that I don't know I don't know why, but I was listening to this song. Um, I, like, if you haven't noticed yet, uh, when it comes to theatrics, like, movies yeah. and songs, I love pulling them in and, like, well, they're powerful. there's so much you can learn. Well, they're powerful. Yeah. It's all because it's straight, like, it's the other person's like emotions of 
how they're feeling and they're going through something so strong mm -hmm. that they're they're putting a creative outlet for us to listen so that we can kind of curate our own perspective into the like our own because because mm -hmm. if like if i'm listening to a song i'm getting my own image of like everything that i've gone through you listen to that same song you have your own image and everything right right and, and unless we communicate we think this song is great yeah this song is great but it's too great it's great for two different two different reasons yeah, yeah. There's yeah. vicariously live through yeah. the artist, which is so special. But there's this one guy, Zach. His name is Zach Bryan. He's a he's a good old country boy. Mm. And uh, he, I was listening to, I just like had it on shuffle, and this song came on, and it's called Half Grown. Uh, and one of the lyrics in the song that I like really stuck out. I'm like, dang, that's a kind of a bar. It's a uh, your mother is the sum of everything your father isn't. And I was like, golly, that's so, it's true. Um, and in some cases, it's like true in the healthiest way possible. Mm -hmm. And in some traces, some traces, some ways, it's like not at all. Um, but Zach Bryan's like an interesting guy because like he's, I think he's in the Navy. Um, just like he was just strumming the guitar in the barracks, singing mm -hmm. songs, writing stuff. And like, He's made it kind of big, and you ask yourself, like, how does somebody from, like, the middle of nowhere who is, like, enlisted, like, all of a sudden performing in front of thousands of people? Like, his music is so authentic mm -hmm. and so vulnerable. He's, like, speaking just, like, all his hurts and getting it out there. I mean, I, if if I had to put myself in his shoes, I think it's it's like he's accepted everything that is the way it is, and then isn't afraid mm -hmm. to be that isn't afraid to show that vulnerability, whether they judge him or not, because everyone's judging everybody, no matter what. If you're saying that person's not judging you, they're judging. Everybody judges. Never it, read the comment section. Yeah, never read the comment section. Oh my gosh, don't do it. <laughs> but everybody's judging everybody, and at the end of the day, it's a it's you as an individual. To whether you want to take in that judgment or just let it slide off and brush it off. I am rubber, you are glue. Let's <laughs> bounce off of me and stick to you. Ooh. Is that what it is? Is that what that is? I'm sure. Some nursery rhyme? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, I was listening to this podcast earlier this week, and they said something. like I lo I've been listening. It's called the Bema podcast. B-E-M-A. B-E-M-A. Um, and they basically just like... Uh, are talking about scripture from an Eastern worldview. Because, like, we live Ooh. in America, so, like, everything we've been taught is, like, how to look at it from a w in a Western eye. And oh, they're, yeah. like, breaking it down in an Eastern eye. And it's, like, crazy how much we miss. Just, like, it's like wearing 3D glasses, right? You take one lens out, the whole movie's ruined. Mm. You have to have both lenses in to see the whole picture. Um, but they said something, uh, just like an observation. They said darkness isn't even a real thing. And I was like, huh? And they're like, no, it's darkness is the absence of something that is real. Darkness isn't a th doesn't exist. It's the absence of something. It's the absence of light. And I was like, oh, my God. So, like, that's a bar right there. It is. So <laughs> that's why I was curious. So like, you're 180 turn because, like, and I can't remember who it was. It was one of the alpha dogs, mm. uh, one of the modern-day alpha dogs. So I was like, either Andrew Tate or David Goggins, one yeah. of the guys, one of those alphas. And, uh... <clears throat> It's oh, it was, it was Goggins. Uh, he said uh, uh, something about like your mind, like 
people like try to get in the all, like all these good habits, like eating habits, working out habits, reading habits, but they can't because their mind is so cluttered. Mm. Like you can't focus on like these disciplines because your mind is so cluttered, and like you have to remove them. And then once you remove them, you have all that empty space. Yeah. So you have this absence of something that was there. You got to fill it with something. Well, I like to think that to in order to do that, you have to be able to stay in the present. Because if you're able to stay in the present, all that clutter is gone. That's what like the clutteredness is. The clutter is the anxiety, the depression, which is everything that you're seeking to to get ahead. All those, and then that 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 all that information just like stays in your mind. And then everything that you've done in your past, mm -hmm. like, and then you start looking, you start looking back, and you take all that in as well. And then your mind's like, like, like I don't know what to do. like. Oh my gosh, like, should I do this? Should I not do this? What this in the past? And then it's all that. Yeah. And that's what your mind's going through. And uh, I think for me, when the 180 flip, personally, I think I was just trying to fill a void of like like something was missing inside the whole time, and I was just like, I was like, okay, let me let me let me let me let me let me give 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 maybe maybe I can get something back. I was always wanting something back, and I was like, why was I always wanting something back? And it's because I never felt good enough. I was like, and uh, that was such a that was such a mind shift. I was such a, I was like, a, a, when I say 180 shift, dude, it was a huge, like, cause when it didn't, and the thing is, it doesn't click. It doesn't click one day. It didn't click for me in one day. It clicked over a season of time. Season, dude, I know. <laughs> That's the theme. But, 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 but it's different for everybody. Like, someone's season could be three months, someone could be six months. It's just that shift of mindset that comes into play when you start to see it. And once I saw it, I saw everything different. I saw the day, like I was like, what I thought was, you could say, I don't want to, because not everything's good and bad, but what, you, what I thought was like bad, wasn't bad. It was, it, it just was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, how does this work for me? So I'm writing trial and error, almost like, okay, if I do this, what happens with this? If I do this, what happens? Like I, I had to, I literally had to reinvent my mind to, to teach, I had to teach my mind again, like how, how life works. Mm. I literally had to teach my mind how life works. I mean, it's better doing it in your 20s than it is in your, like... Yeah, can you imagine? Oh my, well, my grandfather... So here's the thing. So my grandfather, like, told me his whole story, his redemption. And he was like, you're doing everything I was doing 10 years earlier. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, I did the same thing you went through at 38. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah. And so his story was like, at like I think it was like 38, 40. He was working up in Virginia and D.C. Everything that happened to him was happening to me. And he had that same mindset shift, and he moved down to Florida. He was like, I started from scratch. I started following Christ, everything from there, and everything changed since then. And it wasn't until he was like, it wasn't until he was like 38, 40 that he, that he had gone through that. And he's like, dude, you're picking it up faster than me, and you're doing it 10 years earlier than me. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I'm not 38 doing this. Baby believer who? What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> so. You already grew out of your bibs. Well, the thing is, it's never, you're never, it's never too late. Yeah. That's the one thing Absolutely. I learned. It's never too late. Um, there's always a, a, a restart. There's always a restart. And you should never feel shame, shameful for that. And that was, that was another big thing for me to learn. And I'm still, still learning that. Like, I'm, like I'm, I like to think like I'm still healing from the past that I've had. But it's more like I'm glad that I can remember it so that I don't fall into that way again. Because I never want to go back to that. Mm. I never want to go back to that. Um, no, it's so <clears throat> my dad, uh, this past summer, mm. uh, 2022, he, uh, 
this new pastor came to our like the church. So the church I grew up in, um, First United Methodist Church, um, it had what they call like hospice preachers. So mm. like the church is uh, the building or the uh, what's the word? The people who come, the congregation. Congregation. Uh, like it's just dwindling, getting less and less. Um, so like the church is that church is essentially like dying. So they just sent in a pastor to like be the pastor there um, as like a, a formality. Mm. They call it a, ha- a hospice pastor. Um, I don't think it's a formal term. We're just what we, you know, what we called it. That's what we can call it. It's cool. But uh, this past summer, they hired a new guy. I think he's from uh, Niger, somewhere in Africa. Okay. Nigeria. Okay. Yeah, Nigeria. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, and he's preaching at this church and, uh, my grandmother, she's the freaking, like if angels existed on earth, it is her. Like she is a manifestation of an angel, uh, amazing human being. Um, and she was like, you guys should come like this guy's really, really good. And I'm like, you're going to have from your grandmother. You're like, okay. And uh, I'm like, okay, grandma. And like me. Ever since I like discovered if like uh got a f- got a faith. I don't know, that's a weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. Like developed a faith. Um I've been kind of weary as to who I listen to. Like I'm always li- cuz like you said, you need to you need to know what the truth is and like basically fact check. You have everything, to you have with the preachers. You have to fact check. But uh so I'm like I'm always listening kind of with a keen ear to see like okay is what they're saying like spirit like led by the spirit like is it abiding by the word mm-hmm. um so i'm like okay i'll go and i was like really really listening and because i was skeptical because like i grew up in this church mm-hmm. and i know i grew up this in just church my whole life and like never heard the gospel until i was 20 years old so i was like what the frick um and then I saw a skeptical going, just like listening, and then I heard him, and I was like, "Golly, this guy's spitting bars." Um, would you would, would you say he was spitting because he felt like like you felt touched by him? And what I mean by that was like you like he made you feel more like convicted on the things that you were doing or or had done or the things you were going through. Now he was just like he was just bringing the word, mm. like. I think some people mark like a good sermon or like a good pastor by like their preaching, like if it like convicts you, you're like, oh man, that was a good word. You're like, I felt so convicted. Like I, th- I think a lot of people will. That's like, can sometimes be their uh, crutch. I don't want to their uh, standard. Ah, okay. I guess. Okay. Um, like if it doesn't hurt me, yeah, honestly, if it doesn't hurt me, <laughs> it's it's not right. <laughs> but like I think. And the standard should always be, like, the gospel, right? Yeah. And, like, this guy was, like, preaching the gospel. And, like, to the point where my dad and my aunt, who is also a Christian, were, like, coming home. I say like a lot. Where we were coming home uh, from dinner one night, and my dad was talking. He's like, I really like, we call him Pastor Jay, because we can't say his Nigerian name. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he's like, really, really like him. And, uh. I've just never 
heard anyone preach this way. Like, I always thought it was based off of stuff I'd done. Like, if I did, if I worked a certain way or did the right things, then I was going to go to heaven, you know? And, mm. like, and he's preaching something different. And I'm like, did my dad just get saved? Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. So he's <laughs> 59 now. And every once in a while, I'll call him and I'll, like, ask him where he's going, like, what he's doing. Spoiler word. Mm-hmm. it's hard <laughs> it is hard it's hard it took me it it still takes i still i still do it some like <laughs> it's it is hard um, sometimes you have to step when back you become conscious of it well i think what you have what you have to do is step back and actually think about what you're going to say and allow the pauses not to be so short mm. that helps yeah. i mean i freaking you got comfortable I'm now i want to get comfortable. i'm a good public speaker i feel so I shouldn't be having this problem. But anyway, maybe it's the maybe you're speaking from the heart. The demographic, the demographic, yeah. the larger. <laughs> I only talk to classrooms with twenty people. Yeah, the one <laughs> the one on one sessions can get a little little harder. Yeah, and hundreds of people could listen now. Yeah, so now uh, you're like it, like yeah. <laughs> it can be it can be a little heavy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, do you get comfortable? Like I said. I just vacuumed this thing. You yeah. Get any I, should just get, I should just be on the floor with like, right, like next to oh, what a world. Cozy. Oh, this is a whole new world. It's cozy down here. <laughs> um, but no, I call my dad not once or twice a week, just talking. Mm. And every once in a while, I'm like, what are you doing right now? I'm uh, about to shower, maybe read my Bible or, or ask him what he did for the day. And he's like, I read my Bible. And oh, yeah, what'd you read? And uh, one time we were talking. And he said, you know, I'm reading it, but I don't know what it means. I don't know, you know, what I'm trying to articulate. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you want to learn? What are you trying to get out of it? You know, I should have asked that, but I didn't because I wasn't thinking. Um, But... That's one thing. I, that's why I always ask now. I'm like, so yeah, like, what are you reading in your Bible? Every time we talk, I always ask. Um, hoping he'll kind of like bring it up, something, like a question or what he wants to know. So I can tell him, like, well, what are you trying to get from it? Because he talked to my grandpa. My grandpa, uh, he's been reading the Bible too. And he's like, I just, I just don't know what it means. I don't know what I'm supposed to learn from this. And it's kind of a, a weird place to be in because like that's the western eye you want to read something or you want to you want to be productive Mm. our our uh western mindset is always give effort get some work and get something in return work and get something in return so Mm -hmm. like they're reading the bible they want something in return yeah Mm-hmm. Whether it's information, wisdom, you know, and I think that's that's the wrong mindset. Yeah, is expecting something in return. I'm learning that, um, especially when it comes to like relationships, and and that's and it's a whole different thing, because um, uh, the the one I'm in right now, it's it's, I think. I think I told you like a couple weeks ago. I was like, oh, or a couple of days ago. I was like, oh, I went right. Yeah. Well, that then we had we had a conversation, an adult conversation, a godly conversation, and 
it was so good to actually have someone who wants to talk about heavy things. Oh, yeah. And I've never had that before. I've never had that in my previous relationship coming into this one. So being able to have this conversation and then learn like not to expect things. I kind of already knew that. But this is a whole new way. It's it's such a different meaning. You're experiencing it. Yeah, and it's such a different meaning than what I thought it was. And I don't know, I don't have the words to articulate that experience. I don't, I really don't. It's it's kind of hard for me to communicate in the first place. And I think I'm realizing that now more and more when it comes to having heavy talks with certain things that I may not like for the fact that I'm I've found out that I don't like confrontation. Mm. I don't. Same. I don't, I do not like confrontation and it's very healthy to have it. You, you actually need it to connect and grow with somebody if you want them in your life or else all you're doing is driving two highways in the complete opposite direction without it. Um, and going back to, um, expect like expectation, like getting something in return, uh, what I've learned from what I'm going through now and the experience and from reading is like when you're able to do things out of the pure pureness of your heart without any expectation, there's such a bigger reward behind that that you will not see initially, but in the back end or maybe, you know, in the back end of the light, you know, when you're looking from the other side over time, you can you'll notice the you'll notice a different pattern, and I've noticed it. And you, it's like you have to accept not to have expectations, and that's hard if you if that's all you've ever done, or that's how you were taught, mm-hmm. that's what you've learned. Um, and especially here in the in the Western world, that's how society is. Oh yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's all like, I. It's crazy. It, it's really discouraging. As like, I'm single. Uh, so like I'm looking for someone to grow with and mm. that can be a potential spouse. Um, and it's weird when you, you got to stay off freaking social media at all costs. Cause you, mm, they're these pod, what's that one podcast, the dude that gets like a bunch of woke women on there and oh, I know you're talking topics, about the whatever podcast. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Dude, that's so toxic. It is. So bad. On both, I think it's toxic on on both both ends. ends. It's both ends. It's the both extremes, and they're trying to have this conversation of like, this is the way you're supposed to do it, and I don't care, da 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 And in my mind, I'm like, oh, you're missing the whole point, dude. Both, and and gal, you're both, I'm like, oh, this is so bad. It's so bad. Because it's always about, always, 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 I have this to offer. What do you have to offer? It's either that. It's oh. it, and the, and at least enough hackass. It's either that that or all they do is talk about uh, sex, yeah. It, and and that's what it leads to. And I'm like, take that out of your mind too, because that's there's so much, dude. There's so much way better things than that, dude. And I don't mean that. And I don't. It it when Ooh. you're when you're able to and I, and I can I can Go speak off. <laughs> I can speak from personal experience with the one that I'm in right now. Like we're doing it. Like when I tell you that we're very, you could say old school and like taking it back and just like hang like we our intentions are pure to actually hang out and grow. Because then, yeah. then you're actually hanging out with somebody you actually want to be around. Mm-hmm. Not for the intentions of sleeping with them, but like to talk and to talk about life and reflect and yeah. connect. It's such a cool thing. It's, it's And so different. 
so different. And when you're able to do that, everything else that you like as a guy that you want, it's like a reward. It's like a, it's like an up. It's like a okay, cool. Like that's cool to have mm-hmm. later down. Just be be real. Be intentional. Be in be intentional. Like with what you what you're actually wanting. And I think that is another big thing. Is like when people. Uh, and I'm not calling anybody out. I'm really not. So this is nothing personal. But when people get into relationships, there's the mindset of like, oh, it's because I you know want to sleep with her like later down the line or whatever. And I think it should be more purely in a God and Christian view. It's like, like you're having just deep vulnerable conversations mm-hmm. and that's that's the healthy way to start like and i i think that's that's why i love the, the the bible study the group bible studies that we do yeah that teaches you how to be vulnerable and whether you realize it or not the conversations are deep but it teaches you how to be vulnerable it teaches you how to be real so that you can connect with other people outside you're able to have this skill set almost and it's when it's when you need it to have a healthy, long, healthy relationship. And it helps a lot that the the environment's like co-ed. The environment's co-ed, and everybody is responsible. Everybody's yeah. respectful. Yeah, everyone's very respectful. Everybody's very respectful. It's so cool. It's such a cool thing to to have. And and I'm surprised the turnout that we get. Yeah. Because I've like I had I was a church I went to in New Smyrna Beach. They don't have a turnout like that at all, at all. Like when I tell you I was there, I was like the youngest dude. And like yeah, and everybody else was like a lot older. They didn't have like young young Christian groups like that. Hmm. So that's what I, I think. Oceans it, uh, takes a healthy pride in because they do the young adult life, like God is breathing. Oh, it's breathing! It's breathing like hard, you, you and it's beautiful. It. Pastor uh, Michael, like they've they know they know they do know because they've oh, hearing their story of like where they started and like how they got through oh, the it was crazy, and I'm just like wow. Dude, here's a God thing. Yeah. This is how I knew Oceans was like my home, and like, gosh dang it, I keep on saying like, no, it's this okay. Is, <laughs> this is uh, I knew Destin was my destination. Mm. Put the Destin in destination, you know. Uh, but going to Oceans, um, met Pastor Michael and Jamie, they're great, and my sister. Actually, I called my sister. Um, I think a couple weeks after I moved here, um. Pierce, he wore those Lightning McQueen Crocs. Oh yeah, yeah. Tuesday night. Yeah, and I was like, dude, those are dope. And my nephew, he loves my Lightning McQueen. That's so I was like, I gotta get a pair for him because his birthday was coming up. So, I called my sister, and I was like, hey, uh, what size shoe is Leo? Shout out Leo. Um, and she was, why you ask? And I was, I'm getting him some Lightning McQueen Crocs. I'm gonna try to find some Lightning McQueen Crocs for him. And she told me the size. She started asking, how you like in Destin? I'm like, oh, I love it a lot. She said, you find a good church? And I was like, yeah, I did. What's it called? It's called Oceans. She said, Oceans? That sounds familiar. Hold on a second. Googles Oceans Church. Gets on the their website and meets the, the meet the pastor tab. Or yeah. Sees Michael and Jamie. She's tr- she goes, Trey, you're not going to believe this. What? Pastor Michael made my wedding ring. Oh, snap. (laughs) So when they lived in Minnesota, my brother-in-law, his family lives in Minnesota. Yeah. And that's how they got acquainted. And he made my sister's wedding ring. What a small world, dude. 
I was, I always hated that saying, it's a small world. Yeah. Because I grew up in a small town, so, like, you meet somebody from 30 minutes north or south, and you're mm. like, oh, small world. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, and then I go to school in Oklahoma, and everyone there is from Dallas area or, like, somewhere in the Oklahoma area, and they'll yeah. meet somebody who they have, like, a connection with through somebody they met one time mm-hmm. and they're like oh small world i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> your world is oklahoma i'm from <laughs> illinois the world is not small like dude what are you talking about and then i moved to florida and this happens i'm like gosh freaking dang let's <laughs> eat my own words uh, that's that's such a cool story yeah it was dope i just knew i'm like yep i'm supposed to be here for dude sure. for me i just googled church and oceans came up first and i was like all right i'm gonna go yeah. try this out I it was like <laughs> it was like a look of the draw for me i got on yelp <laughs> and there was I have three different churches I was interested in going to, and Oceans was the closest to here. So I'm like, okay, seems convenient. Yeah. So I went. Dope. It's been dope. That's awesome, dude. Oh, shit. Take your time, dot mp3. Someone uploaded this straight from SoundCloud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> take your time. I like that. Okay, I guess I'll take my time with this podcast. Yeah. I take everything with a purpose. Oh, yeah. I used to not do that, but that that's another big shift. It's like everything that, like, because there's things that, like, I hear or there's things that I see, and it just, my mind, my mind goes into, like, whatever I'm going through, and I'm like, oh, okay, why does this, why'd you do this? <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> oh, it's so weird. It's cool. I dig it. I've gotten to the point. So my mom has been, this is this is a, a different road. I'm going down a different road. That's cool. Way. Making a right turn now. <laughs> Making a right turn. Uh, my mom has the Netflix account. Okay. Uh, um, and she pays for like the lowest tier of Netflix. Mm-hmm. So you can only have certain amounts of... Uh, all right. I think we're back. Um, yeah, it's going for another day now. You're on different Wi-Fi service. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you traveling? Did you get a new house or whatever? Yeah. And I was I'm like, I'm traveling. I'm traveling. Hit the traveling button. Mom gets an email with a code, sends it to me. But the moment she logs back on, I get kicked off. Yeah, it's like one or the other. Yeah. So that's a pain. And there's nothing good on HBO really. And there's nothing good on Disney Plus really. There's nothing good. I don't have Hulu. There's nothing good on Amazon Prime. And I don't want to rewatch stuff. So I'm just like in this. I'm bored. Mm. So that's why I have two books right there. I got one book. The one on the bottom is my uh, week reader, and the one on top is my weekend reader. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. And But then I get bored from reading. reading. So Then you're like, okay, what do I do? What I did yesterday, I went into my room, sat at my little desk in there. I listened to three podcasts and just took notes. Because I'm like, I don't want to watch TV. It's hot out. Yeah. Don't want to walk the dog. It's cool. Like, um, my buddy, uh, I'm kind of on that same boat with you because I don't, I don't like watching TV anymore. I personally, like, not as much as I used to. I, like, if I do watch it, I, I do genuinely enjoy watching. T- I, like, I genuinely enjoy watching TV. Shout out Cars 3. <laughs> but I've made a choice not to make it, like, a, a habit to, like, actually do anymore. So I try to refrain from it as much as possible. Um, 
And so now I have all this free time, right? So I'm reading. Um, and that's not a bad thing. I do like reading. But you can only read so much before your mind is like, okay, I think this is enough right now. I'm tired. And so now I've been, now I'm in this case where like, that's why I have the podcast because it makes me do research. Mm. And, and then I find a new niche because I have a friend who, who's in the military with me and he's, he's in his med school program that he's starting or he's about to start. Um, and he works with this like big, big company. And we talk about me, uh, military medicine and like what's going on around the world. And uh, I'm hoping to do a podcast with him again next month when I come down to visit him. Uh, and then we're going to go on our own little podcast, you know, rant outside of whatever. And it's so cool to take the time to do some research and learn. For one thing, I'm learning something new. And then second, I'm now using this as a creative outlet for my podcast. And then third is now I have this information where I can pass it forward to somebody else mm -hmm. if it if the time ever came, if it ever was to use. But even if not, I just found I learned something new, which is so cool. Um, and then running. <laughs> that's my niche. <laughs> right. Running. That's that's been like my huge clarity of, of the mind. So I'm in the I'm sick of being actually I've lived here for eight months now, mm -hmm. roughly. Actually nine. Eight nine maybe nine. I don't know. Over are, half a year. I would say, um, are you in like um do you have any like goals that you're doing right now? Like any like, it can be something physical, mental, like an achievement that you want to like go down the road in the next coupling, couple month, couple months that like, I want to say that gets you a trophy, but where like you can push your either your body or your mind to a certain limit where it grows. I'm just seeking a social life. Um, yeah, I've lived here for X amount of time, and. Uh, There's a I have different hobbies and interests mm. than a lot of people. So my hobbies are golf, um, interests are movies, reading, um, F1. I like F1 a lot. Oh, dude, that's what's up. And everyone I talk to, they that's not them. Gotcha. So it's like trying to find like that one person yeah. or a couple people that you can <coughs> find somewhat of a connection to. Yeah. Go ahead through. In order for me to get this uh i guess social life that i'm seeking i have to get out of my comfort zone and take on some of these hobbies and interests that other people like so mm. started uh started surfing with uh, victor and anthony that's what's up i'm gonna start balling with anthony on fridays nice uh clay invited me out to the you can't say lake there's no lakes around here the bayou the bayou with the cinco cinco bayou and uh, got on the boat did a little wake boarding i've oh. only done it once in my life so i was like Really, they're good. They were good. So I was up there, just novice. So that's what's up. And standing up is good for me, mm. basically. Um, I would say if you can find, Madeline's really good at this, but then, like she'll find like Facebook posts of group pages, oh, and that that's how we. It's probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good thing. But um, not even Facebook. If you go on Google, and you will find like you'll find groups. Oh yeah. But we found like a thirty A running group. And so we do that Saturday mornings. And we, I've met so many new people, older, wiser people who have Christian faith. And um, we'll talk while we run. It's so cool. Like I met some new people. So um, you talk, you run at a pace where you can talk. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been living? <laughs> I think one, have you been to the Wednesday morning? 
men's the men's one I have. It's yeah. it's hard for me to go now because of work. Because mm. they do six thirty and eight thirty, but I have to be at work by seven all the way up at Eglin. Yeah. And so I was like, that ain't happening. Yeah. I know it's unfortunate, but I like to be at work at seven, and then some mornings I'm like, what's one hour late, mm. and I can just stay an hour later some other time. Yeah. in the week to make up for that. But uh, no, that's been good. Have you been going recently or? I didn't go this past week. I usually go every week, but I didn't go this past week. Gotcha. I haven't uh, been in there in a couple of weeks. Um, when I did, though, it was cool hearing, like, you know, Izzy? Mm-hmm. Hearing his story. And then Pastor Michael's there, so it was kind of nice to, like, actually sit down and, like, talk with Pastor Michael. Yeah. So I haven't had really that opportunity to just talk with him. But that time I did, and it was it was kind of cool to just connect with your, you know, it's cool to connect with your pastor. Yeah. You know? So that's when I was in college. I was literally mentored by the head pastor of the church I attended for three years. That's what's up. That's what I like crave. I like the one-on-one uh, mentorship. Mm-hmm. In a group, it's great, but like... Sometimes it's hard to say the real things you want to say inside and 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 like... And it's hard to get, I would say, maybe like the like the information you're seeking from a pastor yes. yeah. when everyone else is around. He has, he maybe has to, maybe he wants to connect with everybody. Mm-hmm. But if it's just you and him, he's like directly talking to you. Yeah. You know? And that's... I don't want to like toot my own horn of uh, wisdom mm. or just seriousness of where I am in my walk and how much I want to know and learn, but it's weird being the young guy and kind of getting the feeling that you... Uh, can interpret the scriptures better than someone that's older than you. Does that, am I making sense? No, yeah. I th- I, I actually definitely understand what you mean because there's, right. there's yeah. times where I've understood, like I've read scripture and I'll call my grandfather who to me is the whiz guy, right? Because he's the one that saved me so I have so much respect for him. And he'll point something out different and then something in my bones, like I don't agree to that perspective. Mm. So I'll challenge him. And then he's like, huh, I never thought of it like that either. Yeah. That's another, that's another good point. And it's not a bad thing. Yeah, like it's, it's not, I know. Yeah. No way or shape or form. Am I like boasting or mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Yeah. Every teacher is a student. Every student's a teacher. It's vice. It's like you, you're, you should be both. You should mm-hmm. be seeking to be a student and a teacher. Yeah. I remember like, that's one of the key wisdoms of like the things I learned. <laughs> it's like, you should be, able to be a student and a teacher, which means you don't, you're not prideful. You don't have this ego, like I'm better than you, but at the same time, you know that you have knowledge at the same time that you can give. Um, I guess, so the point I was getting to is I want a deep, I want to go deeper Mm. into the scriptures. And I feel to some degree that if we go deeper, some of the dudes are going to drown. I gotcha. Is that a good metaphor? Uh, no, that's a good. That's uh, a good metaphor. These guys are. But you won't know unless you do it. That's true. Because maybe maybe our perceptions are wrong about what we think. Yeah, that's true. And uh, sometimes to get deep, you have to be deep within yourself. Yeah. Did you hear that? Every dog. Is it really? Yeah. He's so harsh. <laughs> <laughs> he just hears us. Talking, okay. having a good old time in here. He's, He's like, like, I want to be a part of it. Be a part of it. Only got two mics, dog. Yeah. 
Yeah. Last time you were in here, you disconnected it, so yeah. get out of here. <laughs> That's funny. He's so vocal. He is a vocal dog. That's cool. Um. Oh, your mic? Oh. And my headphones died. <laughs> if you can still hear me, I can hear myself. Uh, you, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, yeah my headphones are dead. Yeah, you're good. Dang. Well, that's unfortunate. It's not as cool anymore. It right. <laughs> this sets the mood sometimes, <laughs> the dude. Because you, you take it off and you're like, oh, it's just we're just talking. Yeah. But you leave it on, it's like, oh, dude, this is like a whole new thing. Yeah. You're listening. Yeah, you're listening. Yeah. It's a whole different mindset. But you know what? We can kind of cut it off. This has been long. It's been. We'll continue. At this. least an hour and a half. Oh, easy, easy. I, I'm, I, there's gonna be some good amount of editing. It's probably gonna take me like an hour and a half editing because I have to like click and. And, yeah, that, yeah. and then I have to add both of these. So, but uh, all right, yeah, we can cap it off, homie. Thanks for coming on. This is legit. Yeah, it's cool. We need to. This this is definitely like get the whole squad out. This is the vibe that I'm I'm like going for for mm-hmm. the podcast and like what we just did conversation. It's not an interview. It's just a conversation. Do they make these bigger? So there is different styles of the the connector itself the the radio connector if you wanted to call it i forgot the name of the actual thing this one's a two then they have like a three and a four but if you do that um i just gotta buy this itself because this this is universal and then i have to get another wire another mic and whatnot um so my goal would be like four yeah four is perfect four is the max amount four is good because that more than four is too much too many people talking yeah and a lot of editing. <laughs> editing. One person doesn't talk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the hard thing would be like transitioning between conversations because like you got four people wanting to talk at the same time. It's like you can't do that. Yeah. So it's like understanding patience and like, oh, no, go ahead, dude. You might go in and like two people talk at the same time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh you go first. And it's like, like okay. that awkward so, silence. Yeah. It's like, oh, but, you know. but I think if you if you get those four people coming through constantly, the turn that you can start taking like initiative of the conversation itself yeah so when one person takes the lead you know to shut up you know to you know shut up yeah you might have like social cues yeah oh for sure oh wait that's gross thanks dog i can leave that part in no this is already out how about you just yeah you can come up on me don't lick me though nope no licking all right well i'm gonna close this out thanks for listening guys (laughs)